Welcome to this episode of Backstage with the Simple Church Podcast. The main three today, Ooh. Scott Odom. <laughs> They're bringing the enthusiasm. My name is Evan Semenko, <laughs> producer Jordan Phillips over yo, there. Yo, 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 yo. Scott, it's the week before Easter and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Oh, the creatures are stirring. Not even a church mouse. That's actually true. There's a lot of stirring going on, a lot of movement. Little tease, a lot of things <laughs> happening. Look who's getting, getting clever. ready. Scott, what a lot of people don't know about you is you what? are the one that makes a lot of things happen at Simple Church behind the scenes. You're moving stuff, you're unloading stuff. Every you got my trailer ready. Day. Are the ones you were the one that gets the hands on things. Yeah, you do. People <laughs> just think ma- stuff magically appears and shows up. Yes. It does not. No, it does not. <laughs> and we appreciate you, Scott. Thank you. Yes. I am, sometimes I feel like I am literally the back of Simple Church. The spine. The body yep. of Christ. Yep. I am literally the forklift. You're the powerful quads that lift us yes. up. <laughs> Speaking of forklifts, both of them are broken at the convention center, so uh, yes. I need you to come pick some stuff up. Okay. With your mighty arms. Yep. Yep. They're both broken. So we're getting stuff ready for Easter. We're prepping for Easter around Simple Church. We had a meeting yesterday talking about the planning of the service. It's going to be great. The series Justin kicked off is called Move. Move. And we're going to talk about moving today. Immediately when I said that to Jordan, Jordan said, I hate moving. I hate moving. So this is the first I question. How many times have you moved in your life? In your, hold on, I got to go. Oh, like like you personally, as, well? as a child, all the way through. So I counted mine. I moved three times before I was in fourth grade. But then we moved here when I was in fifth grade. And I've been here for 25 years. But I've moved houses one other time as an adult. Well, I guess technically I moved out of my parents' house, bought a house, moved again. So I think five times for me total Ten. in my life. Ten. Yep. Ten times. Well, when I was young, well, my dad was in the Air Force, so we moved. That's a, few a big times part of it. That, and then I moved out of my parents' house and lived with a buddy for uh, two years. Got an apartment. That apartment flooded, so I had to oh. move out of that apartment to another apartment in the same complex. That was fun. Mm. Uh, then moved in with my wife at her apartment, and then we moved into our house that we have now. Ten times. Aww. That's the most, Scott. Mm-hmm. You've moved a lot. Yeah, I have. I was trying to count. So we, I was born and then lived in Bethany and then went from <laughs> Bethany, Louisiana. Why are you laughing? I was, I was born. born. That counts as a move. <laughs> you moved well, out no, of the no, hospital no, room. I know. I was trying to remember. <laughs> I, born, then, you know, I grew up in Bethany, and then at 13, we moved to Bossier. Yep. So that's a move. And then I lived in Bossier for a long time until I went off to Collage, Collage, in Houston. So that was a move. And right. then I moved back from Houston to here, and then Austin. And then I lived here for a while, and then I moved down to Austin for a while. And then, but I've moved apartments several times. And I don't know how many times I've moved apartments because generally I moved every six months. And, you know, because my apartment choices were not always great because I couldn't afford a lot. Mm. So um, I would just move from one kind of junky place to the next. It's like, oh, it's time to clean the floors. I'm moving. Yep, <laughs> start exactly. over. Exactly. <laughs> the, the apartment I had, there was a massive storm that came through and I got home and there was- Where was it? At uh, Stockwell. Ah. There was a like water fall. I remember that. through the- through my closet Mm -hmm. dude it was ridiculous yeah i lived there too yeah i lived there with uh travis lazenby that was oh yeah we lived there at the same time yes we did your neighbors Mm -hmm. and i lived right around the corner Mm. but in a house Mm. yeah and then yeah so then i moved around a lot then moved then i lived for four years in a trailer in haunton oh yeah and then i got married and moved to a house in minden so there you go moving's not that fun yeah basically i got down to where like i could fit almost everything i owned I only had like a very few things. Sure. So I could literally, so the box truck, which is like a U-Haul truck, 
All my stuff only took up half of it. If that tells you how much <laughs> you become how a minimalist when you have yeah. to. Oh, yeah. yeah. My sister's travel nursing right now. She's getting ready to move again. She's going in three months stuff, and she found a fully furnished one this time. And everything she owns fits in her car, That's and awesome. she just goes and drives oh, yeah. to the next place. I am totally for that. Absolutely, it's not how a lot of people live. Yeah, and it's harder the more children you have, and the longer you live in a place. I'm against that. But the good thing about moving is whether you like it at the time or not, it typically mm. forces you to just readjust, relook at your life. And my big move when I was in fourth grade was I was leaving Slidell. My dad had got a job at Circle K. We moved when I was in second grade, so we were there two years. I remember throwing a fit. I cried. I did not want to leave my friends. I tried out, and then you could be in band in fifth grade. I thought my life was over. I was going to play <gasps> trombone in fifth grade in Slidell, Louisiana. <laughs> That's right. And all the things that happened after that, God knew. My life was totally changed. Being a Bozier set a course for everything, meeting my wife, getting a job, working at Simple Church, all this different stuff. Mm. But when you make the move, Scott, sometimes it's a little scary. The unknown, the fear, you don't know what's coming around the corner. Nope. Sometimes it's a monster. That's right. So in all of your moves in your life, Scott, do you feel like you regret any of them or any of them were? Every single one. Because you've also had like 40 bajillion jobs. Yeah, well, it's not that many. Like 30 bajillion. Okay. Yes. Um... No, uh, I would say the move I regret the most is the move to Austin. Mm. Yeah, I followed a girl, which mm. was not smart. We were not married, so no reason to follow someone you're not married to. And, uh, yeah, that's the only move I really regret, uh, only because I didn't know anybody there. I was completely alone, and she left me when I moved down there. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was really alone. So, yeah, that's the only move that I regret. But that led you to move back here. Yes. Get involved in Simple Church. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Put you on a path. Mm, Absolutely. So, yeah. Jordan, any moves you regret? I don't think so. Yeah, good. You've been up and to the right your whole life. Everything's no. working out for you. Yep. No. Because he, <laughs> he goes west, Jim, man. Because evil goes east. I did tell my wife the next time we move, I'm dying in that house. Yikes. <laughs> That's a big statement. I said, I'm not moving again. Are we? I have one more move that we're doing. Oh. It will be distant though okay well we want to build a home yeah, on some land sure but that's my i don't want to move any more than that i got good you. absolutely yeah. he wants to die in that house too yeah. not this current house the next no one. yeah no not this <laughs> house. not we have a very nice house don't get me wrong but no it's not your forever yeah home. not my yeah not our forever home we won't land mm, we have a mutual friend bakers who through life circumstances mm. his wife was getting induced at 5 a.m and he was moving till midnight the night before trying to go trying to figure out his life, and that was a stressful situation. Moves can be stressful. It can be difficult. Sometimes moves are exciting. Sometimes the move itself you think is going to be good doesn't work out like Austin. Mm -hmm. But in our own history of Simple Church, as we're talking about this, you're listening to this podcast, we wanted to go back and look at some moves that were made, mm. give you a little bit more of a backstage look as we remember the story, Scott, of moving, because you were involved yes. from the very beginning. I the was. launch of the church. Yes, we were I was. both around. We both grew up in student ministry together with Justin, the church we grew up at and tried to go. You were 100% on board. You were in. You were the announcement guy for a while. Yes, I was. You were the face of the franchise. I was. You were helped set up, learning all the equipment. Yep. 2007, right? Yes. Uh, maybe even yeah, yeah. late 2006. -ish. Yeah, and in fact, so what I, I used to work at LSU 10 Psych. I was night shift. So I would literally work all night long, show up on Sunday morning, set up, do the announcements, and then I would literally crawl underneath the table and sleep. <laughs> at, the at the theater. At the theater. 
That's right. So if you don't know, if you had not been around Simple Church, you never heard this part of the story that we started at the boardwalk, the yes. Louisiana boardwalk in the movie theater. Louisiana boardwalk. Doing it. Doing the boardwalk. I forgot about that. That's the tra- That's, that's the actual. Yeah, is it you don't still, remember that? No, I don't remember that. Oh, we're going to I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Yeah. We is it absolutely, still the same song? I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't seen heard it in a while. In a long time. But wow. that was the commercial. I'm going to put it in there, Scott. You need to hear it sometime. Yes. I'll play it for you later. But Thank you. Going to the boardwalk, it was new, it was exciting. The theater, God really opened the door for Justin and Chip, who helped mm-hmm. launch the church. They were the founders that decided we want to go and try to go and do church differently. They got on a list to go and do a student event at the theater, and the theater called and said, hey, we're doing this church plant thing. Would y'all want to do it? Just, again, there's no coincidences, no accidents. Nope. Figured it out. So they're in the movie theater. They're growing too fast. And the first move I want us to remember is the bar because yes. I, I started the one-year anniversary is my first Sunday. And the bar was actually my first, like, responsibility to help. They were just doing this new exciting thing. Do you remember Justin's story about how the bar got started? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Absolutely. Tell us. Regale us with your story. Tell Regale you <laughs> with the story of the bar. Uh, basically, it was, uh, it was an, uh, Justin had this crazy idea of, like, hey, let's use the bar. And it was the, the Funny Bone or yes. something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it was down, downstairs. Yeah. Fat yeah. Daddies. Fat yeah, Daddies. Fat Daddies yeah. and the Funny Bone, which are all down there. And it was, uh, it was a Muslim guy. He was... Uh, he was Arabian who owned the bar and uh, Justin went down there and like knocked on the door. He just had, you know, he's like, Hey, he'd been praying, right? He yeah. He'd been praying the about it. So, trying to figure out what to do. So he knocked on the door. And he's like, Hey, you know, and y'all aren't open on Sunday. Would you mind, you know, like, could we use your facility? And the guy literally goes, hold on one second, closes the door like in his face. So Justin's like, Oh, great. You know, this is out. Guy comes back throws him the keys to the whole place and says, if you're crazy enough to have church in a bar, here's the keys. That was it. That's all it took. That's all it took. No signing of documents. No, like, let's get the lawyers involved. Literally, guys, like, if you're crazy enough to do church in a bar, there's the keys. Go for it. He was given to him for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just, again, God no answered charge. that prayer. And I know that we think when you look back, everything just works out. But you don't know in that moment what's going to happen. You don't no. know when you're going to ask and what's going to be there. And Again, Jesus talks about you don't have because you don't ask. And it's mm-hmm. a scary thing sometimes to put yourself out there and try. But we ended up helping pay to get the bar cleaned. That was the yeah. deals that we paid for the cleaning <laughs> service. And Ugh, it needed it. That place was disgusting. And I clearly remember I was 20, maybe just turned 21 at the time. And we would go and we'd be walking in at 6 a.m. to set up. And people were walking out that were still there from the night before. Well, But here also speaks to our volunteers. There was a group of, of older women who literally like we will come in and clean it. Yeah. So for these, free. for free. So these older women who are just volunteers, we didn't ask them. They literally would show up with mop buckets and like clean stuff, and they would clean that bar, the Justin's floors mom. and everything. Miss Juber, how yeah. just squishy. Oh yeah. Uh, who knows what fluids are on? I don't. Uh, no, don't black like that place. That's but anyway, right. Yeah, so that, that was crazy. A big move in simple church history. Yes. Some people were a little. Little suspect about moving to a bar, having church in a bar, but it's the first Baptist bar in Grill. <laughs> it's the only church in the Bible Belt smells like whiskey still. But we had some really cool things happen. That the mud bugs started coming. Some of the guys on the team, we made a connection, and we're mm-hmm. doing that, and got baptized there. We did baptism. We did the one year party there at the bar, and it was a big part. Then we moved to multiple theaters. Right, we were growing mm-hmm. in the boardwalk, and we went to the Regal Nine. Yep. That was another move we made. Brian Reed kind of led up that campus and. We couldn't stay later in the theater, so we had to add another place and yes. going down the road. You are part of helping get that going, right? <laughs> yes. Tell us about your experience at Regal Nine, Scott. Well, you know, my job at that time was, is so we recorded. So the Regal Nine campus started at 10 a.m. That's when they started. So my job was to run the, 
the because Justin would speak live there at the boardwalk at the at the boardwalk, and but then so it really we didn't stream it. We didn't have the technology. Yeah, yeah. The in the beginning, wasn't good actually, in the beginning, Justin would actually try to go to the to Regal Nine, and that ended up didn't working out. So we would record the service at the boardwalk, and I would run it over to Regal 9. In a car, you're literally driving yeah. as fast as you're standing yes. there in your car ready. They would yes. hand you a physical card. I would run out the back door, run to my car, and I had ten or less than 10 minutes to get there. And uh, needless to say, um, I did lose my cool one time on a couple, <laughs> uh, which I don't know who you are, but I apologize. They're probably not listening to this yep. podcast. They um, go to another church. I now. did get pulled over one time. Uh-huh. And, uh, the I got to go. And the cop was literally, oh, you're a simple church. And he let me go. He said, just slow it down. Because I was going 70 right there right there in front of the little school. Oh, jeez. Uh, Bozier Elementary? Not Bozier Elementary. Oh, Butler? That, but yeah, Butler, that, that road right there, that Hamilton, I guess what it is. Yeah. And then, because uh, had, I had less than 10 minutes. Trying to make it. The band yeah. would start yeah. with and, the hope and faith that Scott would be there on time because if they ended the song and the card wasn't in there, they got no yeah. service. And I was never, I was never not on time. Yeah. Yeah. Not right, right? Yeah, I, I remember I was doing sound there and... You were like 14. Yeah, I was very, <laughs> very young. And I remember people would always be like, where's the card? And I'm like, Scott's coming. We, he coming. Yep. We got our faith in Scott. Mm. <laughs> Should put your face in my number. So we were at Regal 9, and then we kept growing and went to Tinseltown for a little while. Yep. Jeff yeah. Warren did that campus on staff with us for a while. So we were multi-site. We were three theaters. We were the largest theater church in America. Yeah, we had, a, we had an article in the Wall Street Journal. Right. Justin got to speak and do a conference. It was like a digital conference with Mark Batterson over in uh, Washington, D.C. of trying to do theater church. But we really weren't set on being a theater church. No. It was never the dream to be a theater church. It was to be a growing church, to be a church that was moving, that was growing. So Justin did a wedding at the Shreveport Convention Center. And one of the guys there that worked there, he knew from his previous churches and what he'd been doing. He said, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing church here? So we actually did Easter there first, and I think it was 2009 when we lived back in London. And we did Easter at the Shreveport Convention Center, just one Easter service. And then we decided we were going to move from going to three locations all to one central location. That was 2010, I believe. Yeah, and we started out in the room where they do SK Live. Upstairs, then the ballrooms. Yep. We were all in there for service, and then the kids were upstairs. We weren't downstairs yet. It was too no. big and down the space. And what I always remember from that time is trying to do the hand cranks for the lights. Oh, you gosh. guys remember those? Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. had to physically That's all we move had. it down. Well, yep. we couldn't do motors at that time. Right. It wouldn't do it up there. So just yep. going and setting up there, and I was very labor-intensive. I was oh, always yeah. nervous we were going to crank too fast and, and go and knock stuff and over. People don't think that this is a big deal. You're pushing cases along carpet. Yes. Oh, yep. my God. The resistance. They still do every Sunday yep. upstairs, but it is oh, harder yeah. for sure with different stuff. So that was a big move. We did a big service. We did a one service at mm-hmm. the at the time. I think it was Century Link or Century Tail. I couldn't remember if it switched, but it's been a couple things over the years. Century Tail. Sure. And so we did that and got everybody together. That was a move that we were moving from those campuses, and some people didn't like it as much. Nope. They liked being at their campus, and it was... Always a little bit of pain in a move, a little bit of difficulty and change. But overall, it was great. We were at one place again. We were able to go from upstairs to downstairs. When did we really start doing I have downstairs no idea. at I the convention remember. center? I don't remember. I don't I remember, remember either. I remember uh, getting all the new gear and doing all that, but I don't remember. Yeah, because I remember, I remember using motors for the first time upstairs because I'd have to go with the lift in because you'd have to move ceiling tiles over to get to the steel and then, it. Ha- yeah, and then hang the steel because 
at that time we weren't even allowed to keep our steel up. So literally I'd have to, every Sunday I would go up in the lift, move the, uh, ceiling tile, drop ceiling. ceiling. And like, I'd have to do that every Sunday. Mm. Yeah. So I want to say we were upstairs for a couple of years. Yeah. So maybe 2013, 14-ish. Yeah, I don't start. remember when we moved downstairs. I don't either. It, I, wasn't, it didn't take long. I remember that. Yeah. So we started going downstairs to the convention center, and we've been there for the last eight or nine years or so. Long time. That's right. So those are some major moves in the Simple Church history. We've got exciting stuff coming up. We want you to be a part of, and we want you to know that there are moves happening. We're teasing, moves. Scott. We had a big partner party, Easter we party. Do we went and talked some stuff, and there'll be more coming. We're excited about Easter yes. at the Brookshire Grocery Arena, BGA the Sack. That's right. So Scott, for you, yes, your jobs have changed over the years. Your roles have changed. Yes. What are you doing this Easter? What is your role at that the is Brookshire a great Grocery Arena? Question. <laughs> I asked John Hagler at lunch, and he said, "Hmm." hmm. And that was the extent of the conversation. So nice. I have no You'll idea. You'll come hang out with me. You're flexible. Yeah, so, I am. Generally, now I am the flexibility player. I kind of go where I am needed. Like running a lift, for example. Let's talk about that for a second. I'm much like Superman. This is probably something that most people would never think about or see. What? Explain what running a lift means and why it's important. Oh, running a lift? Yeah. Well, Jordan does it now mostly, but Mm -hmm. basically we have a giant man lift that you have to be certified to drive, which I am. That's right. It has four wheels. It has Actually, I think think my certification's expired by now. Don't listen to that. Oh, sure. If you're listening, I'm sorry. (laughs) Anyway, you have to be certified to drive it. Where'd you learn how to do that? Actually, so the convention center. No, no. Jordan's shaking his head. Chip and I had to take a class at the time. So Chip and I uh, went to a class. They did it at the convention center for the convention center guys. Us, uh, Swepco. There was several companies there, and Chip and I were there as well. And it was literally OSHA came in. Were you employed by the convention center? Wasn't we that were employed yeah. by the convention center because we had to be in order to use the lifts. So literally, so OSHA came in and did this class. There was like 50 people in the class because it was wow. more than just convention center. It was for anybody in the region. Yeah, it was for the region or whatever. So there was like Swepco guys, all these guys. So basically they came in and you you did a, it was a two-day thing where you basically it was a written part and then you had like a had a had a whole like safety. physical part and it was all safety and you had and you got a card at the Ooh. end of it that said that you're forklift and man lift certified so a man lift describe the size of it paint a picture for somebody who's never seen it uh it's probably about the size so the base of it is about the size of a regular size pickup truck okay uh like a F150 um but it weighs somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 pounds or more Sheesh. So yeah, because tip over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because what it is is you. It, so the smaller one can go sixty feet, and then there's one bigger than that where the size, the base of it's probably about as big as. I think it's an eighty foot. It is an eighty foot, and the base of it is much larger. It, it reaches the top of the convention center yeah. roof. So yeah, if you've been in been the main room yeah. downstairs, yeah, you can yeah. So it. if if the eighty foot one, the base of it's probably about the size of uh, a very large. I will never forget. Probably about a F one of 450. the scariest moments of my life. Ooh, come on was being in a scissor lift with Scott. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was young. This is like the first time oh, I've ever been well, in a Yeah, because, Jordan, you did do I rock, it now. Did yeah. I rock it on you? How did you get decided? Did you, were you well, told that, or did you want to do that? No, well, it was kind of uh, like I started to learn because Chip was getting hung up doing a bunch of other stuff. And so I was like, well, dude, I could learn how to run the lift. And that, I mean, that took off 20 25 minutes of the yeah, because Chip, but because for some reason, Chip would get into the lift 
Well, the problem with Chip is, is he's kind of the boss of it. Well, every, he knows where everything else is going. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well, you know, while he's trying to do that, it's people are yelling at him. Chip, what about this? What about that? It's like, bro, just I just jumped in down. and learned how to do yeah. it as a teenager. Right? You were young. Yeah. So yeah. what did I do on the scissor lift? So though? we go up in the scissor lift and we went all the way as high as we could go to the low steel, which I think is thirty feet. Yeah. And Scott starts driving around. <laughs> yeah. He starts moving. Did OSHA approve that? Yeah, yeah, that's what, okay. yeah, it's allowed to happen, <laughs> yeah. but you get up that high and that yeah. thing starts rocking. Yeah, so you swaying. Think, yeah, those, yeah. And that's what those lifts do. They're they're made, even at full extension, you can drive them. That's what they're I, made to I do. I remember just getting on my hands and knees in the fetal yeah. position. <laughs> yeah, but... but, but <laughs> I was like, take me down! Yeah, but what happens is, is when you go up that high, yeah, there's a little bit of a sway that sure. comes with it. Yeah. But, and even on the on the the 60-foot one that we use now regularly, it's still when you get up there and you turn it a certain way, it it still has a little bit of a rock. But like I said, the the base, the base probably weighs more than ten thousand pounds. It's a very heavy base and it's made so you don't tip over. Tip over. And if you turn a certain way, you can't move anymore because it has safety things in it where it knows like, hey, and it'll give you warnings out like, hey, you're getting a little too far over. Easy. Like, yeah. So yeah. But it doesn't bother me. You just get up there and do it. So motors are motorized. Yeah. Lists, so they're right? yeah they're giant. Well, they're not giant chain motors. Yeah, they're chain yeah. motors. So they have a big giant chain in them, and basically you have one ton and half ton motors, and that means what they can hold. So they don't weigh a ton, but that means they are rated to hold one ton, uh, a, a ton's worth of weight, and so that's what holds the truss up. The truss does not weigh a ton. It doesn't weigh anywhere near a ton, but when it's hanging over someone's head. You would much rather have overkill than underkill. That's right. Mm -hmm. As the people underneath it, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not going to fall. Yeah. I mean, and it has safeties in it and all that stuff. So, but yeah, you have to run them out, which you have to get as much chain as possible, and which the chain goes 80 feet, I think. Uh, Well, they're all different. Yeah. I think ours are 60. Yeah, 60, 80 feet. You got to run it out. And basically, you take the lift to go all the way up, which, and then you... Uh, hook it into steel, which goes over the steel that holds the building up, and then it lifts it up. And in the CenturyLink, when we go to the BGA, it's a little different. They actually have professional riggers that come in because you have to go and walk on the steel in the building. They shimmy down ropes, and then you attach the chain to that rope, and then they pull everything up because it works a little different there. They have these big steel points that they have to hang, and you have to get professionals to do that, which... I've actually done there, and you basically harness in, you hold on, and then you walk out on these little tiny steel beams. Some people are terrified right now. Listen which I say little tiny steel beams. I mean, they're they're actually big steel beams. But not enough. The <laughs> but mm-hmm. not wide enough when you're up there. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's just a little bit of teardown for you. That's like with Mardi Gras, why it's so difficult, because when we set up Ooh. a teardown on the same day, how long does it take y'all from scratch to set up now in the morning and be church ready? Uh, About... Two and a half hours. Which is pretty incredible. <laughs> well, Chip and I have done a lot of work to get it streamlined. As tour ready as possible. Because major I mean, tours, right? They come into a town. They set up everything and do the coming. Yeah, that's how down. our rig is set up. It's set up as a tour. And so. I know, Jordan, you've been a big part of that, making it better. Because mm-hmm. back in the day, staff, we'd have to get there at 5 a.m. on days yep. like that to help move stuff and do it. It took probably Not closer anymore. to four, four and a half hours. And I remember it being tight where everybody's stressed at the end. Like, oh, we're yeah. going to make it. Because it's a lot of complicated moving parts. It is. There's a lot of things moving. Yeah. Mm. So thank y'all for what you do. Just a oh, little thanks. backstage look behind the scenes. Easter is actually easier than any of them. Really? Why? It just, it is. Because 
you have the professional riggers in there that yeah. they, they do all that. Then yeah. we hire a company out of Nashville to do all the speakers, so I don't have to touch them, or we don't have to touch them at all. They bring a crew and they hang yeah. everything, and it's just it's Easter is actually probably the easier day of all of them for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, for really <laughs> production wise, if everything works on time in production, uh, which I don't do anymore, but when I used to do it, if everything goes the way it's supposed to do for production at Easter, they can be up and ready to go right after lunch mm-hmm. and start rehearsing. Yeah, right we can start lunch. rehearsing it too. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty amazing. So that's what that building has done. Yeah. Huh? But also, but yeah, like you go back, you have the Rhino guys, which is all your professional riggers and they do that for all Rhino the big coffee concerts. guys. Yeah. <laughs> they all come mm. in. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so they come in and, and they, uh, you know, their crew it's is good at what they do. Very good at what they do because that's what they do sure, for a living. Professionally. So. Absolutely. So we're excited about Easter. We're excited about you being a part of Easter, and we want we you. We want you to move to the BGA. That's right. For Easter. Sunday, April the 9th, 2023, April if you're listening to this 9th. before Easter. We got a link in the show notes if you want to get more information, find out about it. 10,000 Easter eggs. We do it all on Sunday morning so you and your family can come to church and enjoy together. All ages, they'll have free ice cream. They've got pictures with the Easter Bunny. Easter Bunny pictures in the mall, guys. Thirty-five to forty dollars. What? That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So come get yours free on Easter. I will morning. come to your house dressed up as the Easter Bunny for twenty bucks. Wow, Scott at the Simple Church TV is yep. his email. You can book it. Twenty him. bucks. Can you imagine Scott as the Easter Bunny, Jordan? <laughs> hey, kids. <laughs> My buddy was the Easter Bunny one year. Come to bring it. Oh, jeez. Gonna bring you chocolate. I picture you like the uh, thing from Donnie Darko's guy. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be a <laughs> seventy-eight <laughs> degrees on Easter. Nice, Ooh, feel good. Ninety percent. We hope the weather moves away. No. That's right. We've had some rainy Easters every yep. now and then. It happens. Scott, you and me almost were in a tornado on Easter Sunday. I will never forget that. Mm. Twenty twenty. You and me went to the radio station to do... I mean, almost in a tornado. We were in a tornado. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) We were almost hurt in a tornado that was serious. Yes, and in fact, so that morning, I uh, was off because it was COVID. Right. And so we weren't doing our normal thing, and I was off. I was at home asleep, dead to the world, and uh, John Hagler actually came to my house and beat on my door... To wake you up. To wake me up because... uh, Christy A was supposed to be in the radio, but because of the weather, she couldn't make it. And John lived right around the corner for me. So he called me six times <laughs> and I, my phone was on silent. I was just asleep. And so he's like, and so when I will never forget it because when he knocked on my door, I thought it was my neighbor telling me there's a, cause I knew the weather was coming. Right. I thought he was telling me that there was a tornado. Take cover. Yeah. To take cover. So I was, that's what I was prepared for. So when I answered the door and it's John, He's like, get dressed. You're needed at the radio station in five minutes. I was like, okay. So I had to run and get dressed. And then I'll never forget it. While y'all are on the radio, I'm standing in the front. I'm, I'm standing. I'm standing, of course, with the glass front of the radio station looking. And there goes the funnel cloud right over the radio station right down the street. And then it ended up dropping a tornado right there. So yep. we're praying that does not help happen this Easter. But if it does. Right now. I don't know. My my forecast doesn't go. I saw I saw fifty percent. Nobody with, knows. We're fifty percent that far out. Ain't, nah, can't we're gonna have a great Easter, and we want you to be a part of it. Yes, also, we do. You can get baptized on Easter. It's not too late to sign up. We would love for you to make that decision to go public with your faith. The link in the show notes as well, or you can download well, the Simple Church the pond. app. The, the pond. The park. 
There's a park right there with a pond. Kind of no, gross. that's gross. I mean, can't get more Jesus <laughs> in a pond. Uh, well, you get mostly rivers. Yeah. Well, whatever. The river's right. You can see the there river. There we go. We go to the river. Yeah. Okay. That's I'm going to ask Brian. people want. No, we'll do it in a nice, safe, clean baptistry. Yes. Very <laughs> Out clean. front, you can take a great picture with your family, invite mm-hmm. your friends, to come celebrate with you. We'd love for you to make that move on mm. Easter with your faith, and we're going to continue to move forward, and we have exciting stuff to come. So move. make sure you subscribe for move. the backstage of the Civil Church. Smoke. Like move it, move it. <laughs> move. Are you moving yet? That's right. Keep moving. Keep shaking. Subscribe. Move mm. your finger to hit the button to make sure you follow this episode. Ooh, you like nice. that? Hey. And we want you to get every episode each week as they come out. Every episode. Fun stuff coming up. It's exciting. Fun stuff We coming. can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a great week. Leave a five-star review wherever you listen, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Move. Move. La la la.